I woke up late one morning and my mind started saying, oh, I woke up late. I'm behind schedule. This is going to mess up my whole day. And as soon as I thought that, I said, no, this does not have to impact my day. This moment will not have to impact how the rest of my day unfolds. On the Choose to Think podcast, I will encourage and empower you to engage and optimize your best thought life in practical, meaningful ways so that you can live day by day in joy, peace, and God's purpose despite all externals. This is Victoria, and welcome back to the Choose to Think podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you so much for joining the topic today is the joy mindset. Some people may call it the happiness mindset, but for some reason, I kind of like the joy mindset a little bit more. And I thought I would explore some of the characteristics that joyful people tend to demonstrate in their lives. Of course, all from a Christian point of view and worldview. And I came up with about, I think I've got about eight or nine, and I'd like to get your feedback as well as add to the list if we can. But some of the ones I came up with were were these. Number one, joyful people tend to be satisfied on the inside. And that's really where our joy is housed. It is that internal inside satisfaction despite all of the externals and certainly we all want to be kind of happy on the inside and generally how you're feeling on the inside tends to come out in your attitudes and your actions and so forth we know that our thoughts actually produce our emotions and our feelings for the most part although sometimes it can they happen so fast that it may be you know, we have a sensation, a feeling, or an emotion first, and then we're thinking about that. But in general, we have a lot of control over what we think about. And so when we look at those joy-filled people, often they are indeed taking their thoughts captive. They have been transformed through the renewing of their minds. And they are very deliberate about what they think about and what they engage in internally. And they focus on the joy of their salvation, for one thing, which carries through a lot of earthly junk and trials and tribulations that we go through. But one of those characteristics, again, is that inner satisfaction. They have joy on the inside. Number two, they tend to focus on the positive. And that's just their outlook. It's not that they... Or, oh, necessarily they see the world as with a glass half full, but it's their tendency. And when troubles come and when trials come and when the, you know, you're just like knee deep in all kinds of stuff and feeling overwhelmed or like, oh, my life is chaotic. There's, there's this switch back and a pivot to trying to look on the bright side of things, trying to see where there's an area to, you know, be glad about almost or be positive, find something positive in the situation that is real. It's not just saying, oh, I'm going to be happy and then therefore you're happy or I'm going to be joyful in this when really inside you're not. It, it is a congruency be- between that 
inner satisfaction that you have and that joy that you carry with the attitudes that that go with it and the positivity that can go with that in other words they're congruent you you project what it is you're really feeling on the inside and what it is you really believe on the inside and so to try to come at life by finding something that's positive is a real a real tool that people who are joyful tend to do so number one they're satisfied inside number two they look at focus on the positive number three and this is very similar they show tremendous gratitude they're they're grateful just you know if I had to list all the things I were grateful for indeed I've, I've done that I have this gratitude spin wheel kind of thing with with all the different elements in my life for things for which I'm so grateful and if I start going south with my thoughts or my feelings and emotions very quickly I can pivot around to gratitude gratitude is kind of like positive thinking except when we're grateful we have someone to whom to be grateful and that of course would be our creator it would be God we're grateful to him we praise him and so developing and fostering that attitude of gratitude is really important and a characteristic of joyful people number four they stay connected they're socially involved they're not they don't tend to be isolated number uh let me get my numbers right one two three four five uh, they the, kind of with the connected aspect they are loving and giving they're connected and they're also serving in their communities and some research scientific research will show that the the dopamine center in our brain really lights up when we give and when we serve and so these joy-filled people it's a positive loop in their brains where they're giving and loving and serving and being connected and their brains are engaged in that process so you know releasing those feel-good hormones and chemicals and and science will show that their brain is literally lighting up when they're giving and staying connected in this way number six they don't engage with if statements like if I get married if I get that promotion then I'll be happy or then I'll find true joy and contentment they don't even go there instead they realize that joy does not come after their quote success but joy is an integral part of who they are right now in this moment at the present time and it's not something to be achieved if something is attained uh, or when something happens they are more present-minded in their approach let's see I think I'm on number seven they accept challenges as a way to learn and because we're all going to have challenges we're all going to have tough situations but they come at obstacles in the road not um, you know like this is a huge mountain in front of me yes they recognize the reality of the situation but they know that on the other side or as they go through the river through the fire through the mountain so to speak there's something in it for them to learn and so they have that mentality of I am going to learn in all of this number eight they laugh a lot 
they really laugh a lot. And I'm going to, at this time, read a passage from Dr. Caroline Leaf's book, which is Think, Learn, and Succeed. She's inspired me on all these mindset masterminds that we're having here on Clubhouse. Many studies actually show why laughter deserves to be known as the best medicine. It releases an instant flood of feel-good chemicals that boost the immune system. Laughing also reduces levels of stress hormones. For example, a really good belly laugh can make cortisol drop by 39% and adrenaline by 70% and increase the feel-good hormones, endorphins, by 29%. It can even make growth hormones skyrocket by 87%. And this is me talking now, but just think about how much kids laugh right? Children laugh so much more apparently than adults do. Okay, I'm reading now again. Other research shows how laughter can boost your immune system by increasing levels of gamma interferon, which protects against respiratory tract infections. Some studies even suggest that laughter helps to increase the flexibility of thought and is as effective as aerobic exercise in boosting health in body and mind. In fact, according to one study, Laughing 100 to 200 times a day is equal to 10 minutes of rowing or jogging. In sum, we shouldn't take life too seriously. And that's an end quote. Oh my gosh. So now we know that, you know, these joy-filled people who are laughing a lot are kind of like getting the boost to their health as almost like aerobic exercise to me that's just astounding (laughs) so anyway okay and violet welcome to the room here we are sean and i are just opening the lid on the joy mindset and i'm presenting a list of characteristics of joy-filled people i'm coming up on now number nine which is joy-filled people are not self-consumed or self-focused they don't tend to stay stuck in self-pity they don't tend to ask questions like why me why now why not now why god are you doing this those sorts of things they tend to stay others focused and god focused and they run all their thoughts through you know what does god say about himself what does god say about me and what does god say about my circumstance and that kind of when they put energy there suddenly they have a new bounce in their step and they don't become so self-focused in that way and dipping down into kind of this danger zone of of self-pity and depression so just to run over this list very quickly again I'd like to list all of these characteristics one more time and then for us here now let's see if we can add anything to this and or just give our feedback. So these characteristics are, number one, they care, uh, joy-filled people have inner satisfaction. They are, they are, they have their purpose and their meaning, their calling on the inside. They know that and that rises up within, within them. Number two, they focus on the positive side of things. Number three, they show tremendous gratitude and praise to their creator. Number four, they're socially connected. Five, they're loving, giving, and serving others. Number six, they don't engage with if or when statements like, if I get married, then I'll be joy-filled or joyful. They realize that joy isn't or doesn't come after they, quote, succeed. 
Um, number seven, they accept challenges as a way to learn. Number eight, they laugh a lot. And number nine, they are not self-consumed or self-focused. Okay, ladies. Now, I thank you for listening to all of that. That took a while, but I'd love to know Shonda or Violet. And we'll start first with you, Shonda, if you have any, any feedback or commentary on that or if you'd like to add anything to that. You have the mic. Thank you, Victoria, for sharing these nine powerful, joyful mindset characteristics. This is a lot to unpack in one setting, and I hope you'll come back and unpack these uh, individually because you could run a whole show on each one. But I'll start with the first one, that joyful people tend to be satisfied on the inside, about that internal satisfaction that you talked about about taking those thoughts captive, you know, based on that scripture in 2 Corinthians 10. And it is just a powerful tool. And I have been having the opportunities to practice that this week. For an example, I woke up late one morning and my mind started saying, oh, I woke up late. I'm behind schedule. This is going to mess up my whole day. And as soon as I thought that, I said, no, this does not have to impact my day. This moment will not have to impact how the rest of my day unfolds. I can choose at this moment to focus on perhaps I needed the extra sleep. So perhaps we're going into some of these other steps that you shared here. They all really interconnect that I can focus on. Perhaps I needed the extra rest, but maybe I needed that time. And that's what the Lord allowed me to do by forgetting to set my alarm clock. And now I've got that rest and now I'm ready and eager to hit the ground running and do what he's asked me to do for this day. And I will stay grateful, positive and focused on what he's led me to do. And I really, really had to be intentional about that because initially I just wanted to go and think those negative thoughts, but taking that thought captive really changed the whole day. And it did go well the rest of the day by practicing that. So thank you for sharing that. That is a super story to share. Thank you for for sharing that, Shonda because that is a case in point where you took kind of an icky mm, kind of situation and pivoted to say, wait a minute, maybe I needed the rest. And you turned something that could have just like turned your day upside down, quote, ruined your day, even though I don't go there anymore myself personally. But I, I did. I used to be so emotionally driven to where, oh, it's an all or nothing, right? And, oh, it just shout, you know, kind of shrouds my day, the, the entire day. And it's like, okay, I've eaten two Doritos. I might as well eat the bag, that kind of mentality. And, but you turned and you realized that maybe, maybe you just needed that sleep. And you looked on the positive side of that and you snapped out. So good for you. I think that that is an amazing way to to illustrate what we're talking about here you didn't allow something that little sticky thing in life that can happen to all of us to be to ruin your day and you know we don't have to wait 
until the next day. The Bible says that his mercies are new every morning, but I like to say his mercies, they're new every single moment. And, and I need that to have that approach and just to, it's never too late to start doing what's right. It's never too late to pivot our thoughts to life filled, life giving thoughts. And so good for you. That's a wonderful example. Thank you so much for sharing that, Shonda. How about you, Violet? Welcome. Yeah. Um, well, I came in when you were talking about laughter and I was really excited because as you know, I grew up with severe depression, even though I was a Christian. And um, when I found out that joy was so important in my life, I started to implement more and more laughter in my life. And when uh, I was recovering and I was already in a more joyful state, but I still was struggling with health issues, um, my husband and I, we would try to watch Duck Dynasty every day and when I wouldn't watch Doug Dynasty, I would wake up with severe fear in the morning. And um, I think part of that was because I practiced that joy. And I guess there's some chemicals that are released when you laugh and you enjoy things. And uh, unfortunately, they stopped the show. But <laughs> when I realized that that's something that could help me, I started implementing that more and watched um, you know, different shows that would make me laugh. And even now we we try to listen to Christian comedy to to get those happy hormones going and enjoy life. So that has truly been something that has helped me um, enjoy life more and be more joyful and get those joyful muscles uh, more in tune more strengthened you know when when there's a problem when there's an issue where there's a challenge when somebody faces even trauma um like i faced trauma when i was young i was molested as a child and our brains they go over those negative things over and over again and we reinforce them and we strengthen those negative muscles but why don't we strengthen the positive muscles? If something like a joke makes you laugh, let it make you laugh over and over and over and over again. There's nothing wrong with that. And um, I think this is like, um, I don't know if it's one, of, I guess maybe it's one of the reasons that the Israelites, they would build those altars every time something, God did something miraculous in their lives. They, they would get a whole bunch of stones or build some call it altar as a memorial so that they can go back and remember those positive times, reinforce those positive times, and be able to remember um, years and years and years in the future about, yes, you know, if this positive thing happened in the past, it can happen again. This is one thing that people don't realize is that you, you can choose. You can be, you know, in, in a be feeling funky or in a bad mood, but in a snap, you can just snap out of it. And laughter can be one of those things that can snap you out of it. The joy of the Lord is our strength. That's what can lift us up from feeling down. You know, even smiling 
has a it it has that same impact and you can actually fake smile you can like go look at yourself in the mirror or just walk around smiling and because those muscles are so intricately woven and the movement of those muscles trigger different reactions in your brain literally so that's just another little tip of if you're feeling low or trying to come out of a pit or walk out of a dark scenario, sometimes even just the act of smiling can be a little bit of an emotional boost as well. So I appreciate your sharing, Violet, and especially connecting laughter and that joy on the inside with walking through really, really, really tough times because it's not like joy-filled people have never experienced hard times. We, we might even wonder if it's been the exact opposite in many cases where their faith has been tested and tried and proved through the fire and through the hardship and they've learned to just grab hold of the wonderful privilege and benefits and truth that God has for us as Bible-believing Christians and believers, born-again believers. And so thank you so much for sharing that. I, You know, the verse that you mentioned also, the joy of the Lord is our strength, that befuddled me because I thought, okay, what does that really mean? People say that a lot. And I think what it means when I researched and studied it a little bit, it's not our joy. It's talking about God's joy, the joy of the Lord. The Lord's joy is our strength. So I can become stronger if if I'm kind of tapping into what gives the Lord joy. And so I did this big study on what makes the Lord joyful, what makes him joyful. And this was years ago. And but but now so I focus on Lord help me to bring joy to your heart. I mean, we know that we bring joy to his heart because we're his daughters, we're his children. So automatically we have his stamp of approval on us and he loves us just that much. And he proved that to us through the death of his son on a cross. So we know that, but we can also you know, bring him joy. One of the ways that I recall was by being obedient. When we're obedient, it pleases the heart of God. And so we can also say, okay, if I'm pleasing the Lord by being obedient, that strengthens me. And so it's just a little bit of a different twist on that verse that, that we hear a lot. But I also think I want to come up with one with you ladies. I want to come up with one other, um, thought about one other tip, one other characteristic about a joy-filled individual. And I personally, I was thinking, and I think that Shonda mentioned it perhaps, or maybe you, Violet, about there was an exercising element involved or a, you know, because that also helps with the endorphins and the chemicals and all of that in our brain. And so I thought it would be a good idea to make that number 10, where joy-filled people probably have ways to relieve stress and anxiety and all the tension that, that they may have, because the surroundings can be really tricky and tough, but, and the, all those externals, but they're fostering that inner satisfaction despite the externals. And they got to have a way to blow off steam. So I'm going to add 
like stress relief or exercise, which could come with, you know, food and nutrition and exercise. We could kind of lump all that in together. Joy-filled people. I'm not sure if we could say that joy-filled people necessarily make good food choices, but maybe they do. We know that there is a strong brain-gut connection and certainly if we're consuming too many sweets, that is not good for our brain, for example. And there are neuron cells actually in our gut, which is astounding to me, but they're there. And so what we eat does affect us. And maybe there's a level of joy to be had when we're optimally fit in our, we're keeping our bodies, we're taking care of our temples and so forth. What do you think about that, Violet? You're hitting on a lot of the stuff that, um, yeah, I try to focus on. And actually, I wrote about it in my book because, you know, and the, the exercise part and the stress part, it's like you, you look at stress and it is the cause of most diseases. So, um, yeah, I read about my book, in my book, about breathing because even though I was a Christian I was like God I need relief somehow because I was in in emotional pain mental pain physical physically you know there was a lot of toxicity going on but I didn't know what it was I had really bad brain fog so I went to an acupuncturist even though you know I'm not really knowledgeable if they do some type of culture stuff. I'm like, God, I have to do something. But one of the things that I got from him was he told me to breathe. So I took a breath, and he's like, okay, you're not breathing right. Um, What do you mean I'm not breathing right? He said, no, you have to breathe from your diaphragm. And I was like, I I was really confused because – I thought I took a deep breath, but after I left his office, you know, I I was like, okay, let me try this again. And I realized that I was taking very deep, shallow breaths um, from my chest. So I started putting that into practice. I'm like, oh my goodness, if I'm going to feel better from breathing, and even Tony Robbins says this, that People that smoke, he believes that they feel better because they, you know, take that big um, breath of air. But if they would just take really deep breaths of air, they would feel the same way. It's not the nicotine that is is um, what is helping them per se. It's the big breath that they're taking. And another thing, yeah, exercising and releases those happy hormones that God put inside of us already. Right. You just have to get up and do it. And and we can. And truly, when we come at life in this holistic approach to where we're concerned about our body, our mind, our spirit, and we're doing our very best to take care of all of those areas, then... Yes, the joy is there for the taking. And I'm not even willing to suggest that that you just have to be happy or something so contrite as that and flippant like that. That's not what I'm saying. 
But what I have learned as I came out of depression is that my thoughts really do matter. And if I think about thoughts, if I engage thoughts and give energy to thoughts that are not true, that are lies, and perhaps I'm partnering with the enemy of my soul in the process, or maybe I'm believing some something somebody said about me years ago, or a gazillion thoughts I could be having. And if they're, they're either going to, the thoughts we have are either going to be true or false one way or the other. If they're false and we continue to engage and energize them, then we are, we're not walking in optimal spiritual and emotional health, in my opinion. At least that would have described to me five years ago. And once I was able to recognize what I was thinking about and resist or reject the lies and repeat that process by, well, actually replace those false beliefs or notions with God's truth about himself, about me and about my situation, then, and repeat that, then my mind would be renewed and I would be changed. And that is absolutely exactly what happened to me. So our minds and our thoughts are powerful and being joy filled or a joyful person takes intention. It's not like we come, come by it naturally. We have to really choose our mindsets, our attitudes, choose to think. And if we do that and we're thinking what is truthful then our lives really can change. So, hey, Violet, I'm going to wrap up the room, but tell us how we might be able to support you. Well, I'm looking for Christian billionaires to be on my uh, The Success Path YouTube channel mm-hmm. um, that I started because I want to help Christian business owners who have fallen into depression and maybe are losing faith in God because they're like, God, I thought you had me here for a purpose. I thought you wanted me to run this business. And now... I'm broke, I'm, you know, brokenhearted and, you know, maybe million dollars in debts even. So um, try to find those success tips and those encouraging things that people that have fruit, like millionaires and billionaires, um, to share their wisdom to encourage those Christian business owners that may be struggling right now. I love that, Violet. What is the name of your channel again? It's called The Success Path Show. Got it. I think I'm already subscribed for sure. I, I remember when you put a post out there about that, but I have subscribed. So, yeah, that's what a wonderful angle to come at. And, you know, that goes in with our one of our tips where people are duped into thinking, you know, if I, if I only make that first 100K, once I get that million dollars, once I get that shiny new car, then I'll be happy. Then I'll find joy. It's such a trap and a lie. And that's why we have to swing back into, no, we, we don't suddenly become happy or joyful or content after we reach that milestone. If we don't have the happiness and the joy and the contentment right now, now, where we are in this present moment, there's nothing external that's going to bring it. And that's a hard sell for a lot of people. We think, well, if I just meet the right person and I just get married to the right, then that's going to solve all my problems. And, or if I move to another state or let me go here, then that's really going to help. And 
No, it doesn't tend to work that way. You you take yourself with you wherever you go. So what a great concept. I, I think that that ministry will really give some hope and validation to some folks who are struggling like that. I'd never really thought about the what happens when people become so wealthy, but yet they're kind of stuck and maybe haven't you know, maybe they've lost something along the way. So what a great ministry. That's wonderful. Yeah, actually, I was talking to um, this person that has gained a lot of wealth, but and he's a coach to Christian business owners. And he enlightened me. I didn't realize that entrepreneurship and depression, there's a huge correlation that a lot of people that get into entrepreneurship, they're way more susceptible to depression interesting so yeah well and it i can it's kind of surprising but it also makes sense because man we have to battle hard you and i are entrepreneurs and we have to battle hard or i do against the it's kind of the grit and the grind but it's the you know well for me anyway I, I know that I have a purpose. And so when I stay focused on my purpose, I'm good. But some because I know I've been called and I, I'm having so much fun doing what I'm doing and that it may influence or help other people is an amazing, amazing privilege to me that I might be able to shine the light of Christ is something I don't take lightly. And it's it's. So that is enough fuel in my tank to keep me going because I'm called and I have a purpose and I'm willing and I don't know the how, but I know the who. And so I can do things like that, but sometimes I kind of step back and I'm like, Lord, is am I on the right track here or is this really helping or is this really what, you know, I? it's not, it's, it's kind of like having a doubt or just questions and and it also another thing with entrepreneurs I think is that we're alone sometimes we're alone and we're you know nobody called someone else to do a choose to think podcast they God called me to do that so it is my calling and I'm going to walk this out and not that I can't have support and surely I do have support and that is critically important to me but some of the business decisions some of the passion that I have that you know, is on me. And so it can be a little daunting or a little stressful at times and feel risky. But I just keep holding on to, I know the who, and I don't have to know the how. And God, you can change this up at any time. I'm just going to stay yoked to you. I'm going to worship you and I'm going to have fun worshiping in the garden and toiling beside you and that's kind of where I have to take it but I work really hard to keep that kind of mindset because I can get going kind of quickly in the wrong direction and it's it's feels more distressing or depressing and you could even say well how many downloads do you have how many subscribers do you have how many likes do you have and so when we even get into that because we're looking for analytics we're working we're looking for measurements quote measurements of our success but those are kind of worldly, but yet we, we, we're also business minded. So we want to come, we want metrics. We want, you know, we want to see growth and all of that. So it's a real delicate balance, I think, to be an entrepreneur and, and 
so I think you've you've cornered such a, a great little niche there on encouraging other entrepreneurs. It, it, it That sounds wonderful to me, Violet. So thank you so much for stepping into the room and for sharing and and giving your feedback on these things. And that's a wrap, Brain Changer. Thank you so much for tuning in. And say, if you like what you hear, please consider sharing this link to the show with a friend or a family member who you think might be encouraged by the inspiring and hope-filled messages that I try to put out every single week. So thank you so much for your support. And until next time, Dios primero y que Dios te bendiga. Chao.